0: Monday. Hopefully, everybody has enjoyed the weekend. Enjoyed their Monday. This is Edge of Your Seat podcast, episode thirty-three. As always, we have a great one for you. First of all, I have the NCAA football championship on in the background, watching LSU and Clemson. Quarter one just ended, tied seven-seven. The game is already a good one to watch. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen the rest. Hopefully, it's not a blowout. But Clemson scores first, LSU answers, that's kind of what we want to see, and that's what we thought we would get between these two teams. I hope you're watching this game, because it's going to be exciting. So I was like, hey, watching the game, let's do this podcast. So for this episode, like I said, it is 33. We have Paul Hart, who is a sophomore with the St. Bede Boys basketball team. He has been tearing it up this season. The very first game of the year, he scores 44 points. It has continued to be a wrecking ball for the Bruins. We have already talked to St. Bede coach Brian Hansen. He was on the podcast a few weeks ago, and he you know, talked about Paul Hart and his ability and the spark that he has brought for the Bruins basketball team. So we talk about that with Paul. We also talk about some hip-hop because we talked to his older sister, Hannah Hart, who was a senior with Hall last week for the podcast, she was episode 30, and we talked a lot about hip-hop, her and I did, and then Paul and I did, so getting a little hip-hop from the Hart family, they are both big music fans, so it was cool to talk to them, because I'm a hip-hop head myself, if I'm not watching sports, I am always listening to music, actually, I listen to a lot of music while I'm watching sports, I am that guy. <laughs> so, it's awesome to have him on. He is a really good conversationalist for a sophomore. Sometimes, you know, younger kids are hard to get them talking. They're shy, stuff like that. And he was ready to go. He was he was amped up to talk, and we talked about a lot of stuff. Can't forget, probably our last conversation, but it was a long one. We decided to select our all-time NBA teams, and we did a draft. So, I'm not saying that we picked our top five players of all time or anything like that. I think we were kind of matching up and who picked who and, and things like that. That's kind of what I did anyway. So we have two squads. You let us know who you thought picked the better squad. You can let us know who you decide on Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, or Twitter, Edge of Your CP. Always open to hear from you guys. Always, always, always. Also, there's an email if you like email whose team you think was better. That is edgeofyourseatpodcast at gmail.com Also, please share it. Let your friends or your family or other people you know that like podcasts talking about different random stuff whether it be sports or not please share us. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Google Music. Edge of Your Seat Podcast. Please share us. Leave some reviews. Follow us. We appreciate it and encourage your friends to do so as well. That would be awesome. Definitely encourage it. Well, even though we got the NCAA football game on right now, there were some huge NFL matchups over the weekend with the divisional round of playoffs. Man, Saturday I didn't watch, but I was glued to my phone for a while, (laughs) following stats and following the game and Gamecast and all this other stuff. I did watch the Chiefs and the Texans and the Packers and the Seahawks on Sunday, but let's start with Saturday's games. I again didn't pick well. Actually I did. I went I went two and two. So I didn't pick great. I have not had a great NFL postseason. There's been a lot of upsets and just different kind of play than I thought was gonna happen in the playoffs. So we'll start with the Titans and the Ravens. The Titans are the Cinderella of the NFL playoffs. Beat Baltimore 2812 just a fantastic game. The whole team played like veterans. Like they have done this every week all the time and can't be stopped. Derrick Henry is a monster. If you have not seen any of the clips or watched any part of the game, check this dude out. He is running over people. He is making it look like he can't be touched. If he is touched it's like he's never minding it. Just crazy 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 physical football he's been doing it all postseason in the first two games of the playoff he has 377 yards in two playoff games just killing it killing it killing it killing it and i'm not gonna lie i didn't think the titans were gonna beat the patriots and i surely didn't think they were gonna beat the ravens i thought the ravens were destined for the super bowl and the titans came in at the sixth seed 9-7 Nine 9-7 record in the regular season and did what they did. Beat the number one seed, 28-12. Just everybody looked dominant. Derrick Henry, like I said, a truck. The defense looked great. Lamar Jackson really couldn't get anything going. He was under pressure the entire game. And, I mean, he's a legit MVP. Great player. He led Baltimore to the number one seed and made them look like a Super Bowl team and had everybody believing, including I, that they were destined to be there. When the Titans defeated the Patriots, I said on this podcast, I'm like, that's a great game for them. Good job beating the Patriots, but it's not going to last long. You guys are going to run into a buzzsaw called Baltimore. <laughs> well, they were the buzzsaw, and they ate up the Ravens. So, man, I- I'm sort of kind of having to like become a follower. <laughs> I don't know man they looked really 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 good against Baltimore and the Patriots. If you look good against those two teams, I mean, you're legit. Yeah, you know, there's nothing else to say about the Titans. Whether they're the sixth seed and went 9 and 7, whatever they did, they're legit. They they're not just in the playoffs. They they weren't just there because the rest of the division or rest of the conference wasn't good enough. They're legit. They can win. They can play, obviously. Also, 49ers beat the Minnesota Vikings 27-10. I really wanted to see that. I work with a couple Vikings fans. My best friend, or one of my really close friends, is a Vikings fan. So to see San Francisco pull out that 17-point lead over the Vikings, I was kind of happy. And it was kind of over from the get-go There really wasn't a game. 49ers have been incredible almost all season. It was talked about before the season had started that they could be a good team. Nobody thought that we would see what we're seeing from the 49ers. And it's it's really good to watch. It's the first time that they've been into the NFC Championship game since 2013. Congrats to them. And I did pick to beat the Vikings, so I went 1-1 one one on Saturday, and then I followed it by going 1-1 one on one on Saturday. I picked the Chiefs over the Texans. The Kansas City Chiefs won 51-31 over the Houston Texans. I picked that. Patrick Mahomes is a a stud. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks and the Texans, I I just didn't think that they had what they needed to to beat the Chiefs and I was right about that one. Kansas City, hopefully they can get over this hump. They have been a Super Bowl contending team for a couple years now. They had Alex Smith, I thought they were going to get there with him and it didn't happen. Now they got Mahomes who is, he can do absolutely everything. This is their time. I hopefully hopefully they get one. Get the Super Bowl now. If you win another one or you know another one after that, cool. Or maybe you win three and four years, whatever. I think the Chiefs have that sort of team, but they haven't showed it yet. They've been really, really, really good, but then fall in the postseason. With the Chiefs and the Texans winning the divisional round, the number two Chiefs host the number six Texans this upcoming weekend in week 10. Tennessee actually beat Kansas City 35-32, to so it's kind of a rematch, and obviously Tennessee can play with anybody. They beat the Patriots, beat the Ravens, they have already beat the Chiefs, which are three of the top AFC teams, if not the top three AFC teams. It's going to be a great game. I'm definitely watching. I'm going to be plugged in. The other game that was on Sunday in the divisional round. The Packers beat the Seahawks 28-23. Man, I I thought about going to buy a Russell Wilson jersey for that game. I wanted the Seahawks to beat the Packers so bad. I hate the Packers. I absolutely hate them. Any franchise in any athletic sport, the Packers are my number one hated. (laughs) I do not like them at all. There's other squads and other leagues and stuff like that that I do not like. I absolutely despise the Packers. I don't know if it's because I'm a Bears fan. I don't know if it's because... I don't like the color green. I never have. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I've lived in Illinois my whole life and Wisconsin's a neighbor, even though I was born in Wisconsin. I have more family in Wisconsin than I do in Illinois. I have more family in Michigan than I do in Illinois. Yeah, I just never liked the Packers ever, ever, ever. And I, Brett Favre was all right. I have mad respect for Aaron Rodgers. I love Charles Woodson. I hate Clay Matthews. I never liked that dude. And those are the main, the main Packers. Reggie White was cool. He was a wrestler, so that gave him a little more respect from my side. But, yeah, just never, 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 never a fan of the Packers. Never even liked them just a little bit. You know how some people will say, "Oh, you know, this is my division. If they knock out my team, I'm going to root for the other teams in the division. Not me. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I will never root for the Packers. Minnesota, every once in a while. I did not want to see them beat the 49ers, and I wanted to see the Saints beat them in, in the wild card. Thank you, San Francisco, for knocking them out. No, I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that goes, if the Bears can't be there, nobody from the NFC North should be in the Super Bowl. I know that's kind of sad to say, but that's me. With the Packers winning and the 49ers winning, we have a monster showdown of the number one ranked San Francisco and number two Green Bay at San Francisco. That's going to be crazy. And week 12... The 49ers took care of the Packers pretty easily, beat them 37-8. You never get the same game from the Packers. You don't know where they're going to come from or what's going on. Aaron Rodgers can make miracles out of nothing. So I'm not saying that, oh, man, 49ers killed them in Week 12, so Packers don't have a chance. That is not the case whatsoever. It is going to be a great game. I'm ready for these AFC and NFC Championship games. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'll make my picks now. They're probably going to be wrong because they have mostly been wrong the entire playoffs. I hate to say that. But I kind of like it too. That is my number one beef with the NBA the last few years. You knew it was going to be Cleveland and Golden State. Or you knew it was going to be Miami when LeBron was there and and whoever in the West, Golden State or the Spurs or whatever. I'm glad that is over. You don't know who's going to pull out, who's going to pull out of the, the playoffs and, and be that team in the finals. So I'm glad it's happening this way. It's cool to see a sixth seed in there with the Titans. Good for them. I'm going to roll with the higher seeds. I'm going to go 49ers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Not saying it can't be the other way around, and I've been going against the Titans the entire time, and they have proven me wrong back-to-back weeks. But I have to go with Mahomes. My best friend calls them homies, <laughs> So I'm going with Mahomes and KC and the 49ers. That's who I'm going with. We'll see what happens. All we can do is speculate and hope and wish that our teams or our players perform top notch and we get some great games. That's the number one thing I hope for, just great games. You're in the postseason. It's the NFL. We go a long time without seeing any football. So once you get to this point, you're like, okay, we want the best games possible. And I feel that these four teams are going to bring it. I don't think KC is going to blow out the Titans. There's no way the Packers or the 49ers are going to blow out each other. So it should be great football, and that's all we really want to see. With that conversation wrapped up, let's kick it to the Paul Hart conversation. Great kid. He has agreed to come on sometime in the future talk more basketball, talk whatever. He loves the NBA. That guy could talk about NBA all day and not just current NBA. Wait till you hear his all-time team. I was really shocked about some of the players that he brought up for the all-time team. I was really shocked. But it was cool cuz I was talking to some of the newest stuff, which you know I always appreciate that. I try to think or I'd like to think that I know what I'm talking about. So it's always cool to talk about sports and stuff with people that know sports and thankfully in this area there are tons of people to talk to and talk about because there's great sports on and off the court or field all over the place and that is one of the main reasons that Edge of your seat is brought to you so we can share this love for sports and life and other things that we are doing. It's fantastic we will be back on Wednesday so make sure to check us out if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes I've already listed or said where you could listen to them but for a refresher Spotify Apple music slash iTunes I don't know what they call it anymore so I just call it Apple music iTunes or just Apple or just iTunes or just whatever also Google music check us out any of those spots and once again Hit us up on social media at Facebook, Edge of Your Seat Podcast, and Twitter, Edge of Your CP. Until next time, peace. My guest right here has been a part of a tournament pretty much throughout the early part of the season. Almost every game that you have played has been in a tournament. And we, of course, are talking to St. Bede's sophomore, Paul Hart. Paul, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad that you agreed to join us and talk some basketball. So let's start right there. I mean, you guys start with Thanksgiving tournament, and then you move into the Kimoni Classic, and now you guys are in the Marseilles Holiday Tournament. Does it get overwhelming playing so many tournaments to begin the season?
1: Uh, No,
0: um, not for me. It's just like fun to to play basketball. That is the best answer that you could have came up with, for sure. Yeah. Who doesn't like to play basketball? Yeah, know. So let's start with the Thanksgiving tournament. You guys were in the woodland tournament. Uh, just talk about that. It's the beginning of the season. You know, you guys got a, a young team. You're a sophomore, probably the leader of the team. Not a lot of seniors. So just talk about that and how the start of the season at that tournament kind of felt for you guys. It was just like
1: the beginning of like a new era of senior basketball because I a lot of seniors last year, and I feel like I was the leader of the team though and
0: stuff. Speaking of leader of the team, was it the first game you dropped 44 points? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. <laughs> just talk about that. I mean, dropping 44 points as a sophomore is very impressive, but you did it the first game of the season.
1: Yeah, I just got in, like, a little rhythm and Chester falling in. I ended up with 44. I watched you play last season
0: as a freshman, and you didn't start – on varsity and then they brought you into the lineup and then by the end of the year actually probably you know close to the the middle or even before the middle of the season you were starting on varsity so what is it about your game offensively that is now flourishing and making you you know a star in the area my coach coach Hanson,
1: he gives me like a lot of confidence and i've always been like a scorer it's just easy kind of
0: what is your game plan scoring wise? Are you shooting threes? Are you taking it down low? Because you're a kind of tall kid. How tall are you?
1: I'm 6'3. I'm I kind of like to drive first. When I get my rhythm, I start shooting.
0: Awesome. Are you a three point shooter? I don't remember you taking a lot of threes last year.
1: I, I shoot some threes, but my main focus is like driving to the hoop. Which is very important. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> when you're driving and stuff, are you thinking score first? Or are you also looking for your teammates for open shots and, you know, to move the ball around?
1: I like, try to drive, but keep an eye open for my teammates at the same time. I, I think you always want to try to score first, though.
0: Know? Especially when you're on a team where you are the number one scoring option. So, in your point, you're you're looking to, to put some points on the board.
1: Yeah.
0: Speaking of putting points on the board, besides that 44 points, at the Woodland Tournament, then you move on to the Kimoni Classic, and you were one of the top three scorers, over 20 points a game. Just talk about that. I mean, the Kimoni Classic has tons of top teams in the area, and you were able to do that a night-in, night-out basis at that tournament. So just speak on that.
1: I just give the confidence to score in, like, how much like, expected on the team to be the team that's scoring, so.
0: So you're in the Kimoni against teams that you know you're going to see, Hall, Princeton. You know, when you get to a regional, there's uh, a few other teams, like, seeing there. You know, being so early in the season, playing those teams in the Kimoni Classic, was that kind of good for you guys to kind of know where your competition is and things that you need to improve to, you know, get W's against these teams that you're going to see again?
1: Yeah, it was good to get, like, a measuring stick of where we're at and see what we need to improve on. Throughout that tournament,
0: what were some things that maybe you or the coach or, like, in the locker room, you're like, okay, we need to work on this. What were some of the major things that stuck out for you guys? A lot
1: lot of, like, turnovers and... Um, breaking breaking the press and stuff like that. And now
0: we are in the Marseilles tournament. And you guys have worked yourself in the consolation championship. You started off in the uh, first round, lost to Kiwani, who is in the championship game. Kiwani beat the Bruins 70-44. Then you guys go on in the first round of consolation, beat Reed Custer 57-49. Then defeat Serena eighty two fifty nine. Just talk about that. You guys are unranked going into the tournament, and now you're up against number seven Seneca. Doesn't seem like it's been a bad tournament for you guys. Yeah,
1: it's been a pretty good tournament. It was a tough first game, I guess. You, want. you know they're a real, a real good team. If to the conclusion, I feel like we can win it.
0: After you guys got that first win against Reed Custer, was it kind of like, hey, you know what? We did lose our first game. We got some momentum back, and like, hey, we can we can do something on this side of the bracket.
1: Yeah, yeah, that,
0: that's that's exactly what we felt. Talk about that game against Serena, eighty-two to fifty-nine.
1: It was probably our best game of the year. The ball was moving, and we were hitting shots, and we were we were playing good defense, and all that. I believe I had thirty-one
0: points. Oh, so just a little number, you know, nothing big yeah <laughs> I'm just kidding 31 points in a high school game is pretty impressive yeah,
1: yeah.
0: last weekend I got the opportunity to speak to your older sister Hannah Hart who is a senior at hall and we talk a lot about hip-hop I mean we talked for almost a half hour and more than half of it was about music before we get into yeah, that goes just
1: tell me how um, you, you guys talked a lot about right, hip-hop and, hip-hop and the, you track and and all
0: For sure, it was a really cool conversation. Before we get into, you know, talking music with you, because I I definitely want to do that, is it weird, you know, you guys are in the same household, obviously, a senior and a sophomore, things like that, and you guys are going to two different schools, but not only two different schools, but you're at St. Pete, she's at Hall. That's a huge rivalry. Is it weird being in the house with, you know, your sister going to the rival school?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird, but it was like a decision that we made as a family.
0: All right. Why did you decide to go to St. over overhaul?
1: I just feel like I had a very opportunity at St. Bede, and my parents was like a big factor in deciding
0: to. All right. Now we can get back to the music conversation. So, yeah. like you said, your sister and I were talking about Tupac, Biggie. She brought up Eminem. We talked a little bit about DMX. Are you into hip hop as much as she is? Um, probably not as
1: much as she is, but I like some of them artists.
0: Who are some of your favorite artists? I. That's not a bad five. I like it. I like it. Your sister and I talked about top five, and I was trying to remember who exactly was in my top five. Sometimes it changes because I listen to a lot, a lot of hip-hop. I've been listening to hip-hop since I was, oof, I had to say like eight or nine years old. So for a very, very long time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So... Uh, the, the ones that always stay in there are Biggie and Lil Wayne. I can map my entire life out to a Lil Wayne album or song or his whole, actually, everything that he has come out with, I know what I was doing or where I was at in life because of Lil Wayne's song. <laughs> That's cool. Once you get older, you might be able to do that with somebody too, probably somebody like Drake. Drake has been out since you yeah. were since you were young, and he'll be you know making music for a long time still. So unless he decides to hang it up, but so you'll probably be able to do that yeah. with Drake.
1: Yeah,
0: awesome. I'm trying to remember who else I told your sister was in my top five. I think I mentioned Jay Z. Yeah, I like some Jay Z. he's 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 a goat. I can't say he's the goat, but he is a goat. I'd put him in my Mount Rushmore if I had a Mount Rushmore of hip hop artists. Who do you think is um, the GOAT? Ooh, now you're asking me the questions. I kind of like this. Yeah. (laughs) The GOAT. Oh, man. I look at hip-hop artists in different ways. So if we are doing the most successful all-around guy, I would probably say Jay-Z. Yeah, that's a nice pick. If we are talking lyrics, this is going to sound crazy, and a lot of people probably will not agree with me. But he connects with me probably more than anybody else. I would say J. Cole.
1: Yeah. It's kind of like their argument, too. It's kind of like basketball with, like, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And I'm kind of in the middle because I was born in 1985. So when I started listening to hip-hop, we're talking, like, 92, 93. So Pac and Biggie are still alive. Bone Thugs and Harmony making great music. The beginning of, like... Not the beginning of NWA, but Gangster Rap is, you know, everywhere. NWA, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, you know, all those guys. Then by the 90s, like 98, 97, I'm 13, 14 years old. And then you have, you know, No Limit, Master P, you have... Cash Money with Lil Wayne, Juvenile, and then all these other guys in between. Can't forget about Wu-Tang and Method Man. Method Man and Redman were huge in 97, 98 as a, as a duo. Yeah. yeah. And then Outcast, And, you know, I could sit here and name hip-hop artist... Forever, so I've I've kind of been blessed to be one of those guys that like you're talking about Jordan and LeBron. I got to watch Jordan in his prime, winning NBA championships. I got to watch LeBron in his prime, winning championships. And like you said, it's kind of the same way in music as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I kind of feel like it's like that too.
0: But I have a feeling that you're gonna get the best of both worlds too, because like I said, so you are you're a sophomore, so you're 15. Yeah. I'm about to be 16. You're about to be 16?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh Uh-oh, are you going to drive soon?
1: Yeah, I'm going
0: to drive pretty soon. Should I stay off the road when I see you or wave? (laughs) Yeah, probably, probably. (laughs) So I should probably stay off the road? Yeah. (laughs) So the conversation that we were having about, you know, in their primes and the different eras of, of music and basketball. I, I have a feeling that you're going to go through that, too. Like I said, Drake is not done, but you've been able to catch the highlights of his career so far. I came up with, like, when, when Drake was, like, getting, getting high. When he was just starting to get big? Yeah, when, when he was like, just turned it. You're big. His star will, will start to, to simmer down a little bit. And then all of a sudden somebody else will come up big and it will start a whole new era of music the mumble rap is popular now but i don't see that sticking around forever so you're still yeah, you know, I, don't, I don't really like that no me neither i'm not, I'm not really in the really. no mumble rap on your playlist no I'm
1: not, not really
0: <laughs> so then when that mumble rap starts to die down and some more you know really cool superstar artists are coming around You'll be still in the prime of your music listening years in your early 20s, late teens, stuff like that. So you're going to be able to talk about people like this, like you and I are talking about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll be able to to talk about this kind of stuff.
0: NBA, I love watching NBA basketball. We just mentioned LeBron. LeBron's having a good season with the Lakers. The Lakers are a star-studded team. What is crazy to me is when LeBron is not playing, the Lakers are still playing well. But they're not able to get those wins. Yeah,
1: i I've, I've always been like a not a LeBron hater, but like not a LeBron fan. Really, I've always been rooting like a Jets around. I'm like a like a big like Celtics fan. The
0: Celtics? You're in Illinois, about an hour and a half away from Chicago, and you're a Celtics <laughs> fan? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, well, well, the Bulls, when the Bulls have always really been like, man, it's a, it's a.
0: When they had P-Rose, I used to like P-Rose, but other than that, you know, I'm a big Bulls fan, I hear you. See, this is the the different era conversation that we were having. Like, when I was growing up, the Bulls were the team, still the team. Yeah. And then now, you're right, you're right. Growing up for you, there was, like, two good Bulls teams, and that was kind of it.
1: Yeah.
0: What is it about the Celtics? What is it about them that, you know, makes you a fan?
1: I don't know, might might be Alabama Celtics and growing up like they had Pierce, KG and Ray Allen. I used to watch them
0: teams. I remember that championship they won in O eight against the Lakers. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I remember
1: that. I guess Kobe and Gaston and Bynum and all of them.
0: I was never a fan of Bynum. I knew you were gonna say his name when you started listening Lakers. I was like, I was never a fan of Bynum. I thought he was a scrub. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: thought He was, like, kind of like a dirty player, I feel.
0: We were talking about dirty players on that Celtics team. We were talking about Kendrick Perkins.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you always like like the dirty players when they're, like, on your team. Like Kevin Garnett, he's not, like, a dirty player, but, like, trash talker. You always like them when they're on your team, but when you're playing against them, you kind of don't like (laughs) them. Definitely.
0: And Kendrick always looked like he was mad. I thought he was going to start a fight every game.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: that's how I feel. <laughs> you mentioned Kevin Garnett. By the time he got to the, the Celtics, it was not the end of his career, but you could see he had faded a little bit. I don't know if you got to see him yeah. when he was with the Timberwolves, but he was one of the best players in the league for quite a few years with the Timberwolves. Yeah, I
1: used to. I used to watch highlights of the Timberwolves. I was a talented that Timberwolves
0: games. I mean, you do have to respect Garnett's game, though, because even though... You know, some of his athleticism had went away. Some of his, his hops and, you know, the pop of of his intensity had kind of died down a little bit. He was still able to manufacture a game that, you know, helped the Celtics win a championship.
1: Yeah, he had that
0: heart. The heart of a champion, I feel. And now he has the heart of an actor. Ed, did you hear he's in, uh, I think it's called Undiscovered Gems, something like that with uh, Adam Sandler. So now he's an actor.
1: Yeah, I seen that. I seen that Pretty <laughs> Is it out yet? I don't know. I'll try to go watch
0: it. It's not out yet, but it does look interesting. And I actually listened to a different podcast about the movie itself, and it sounds like it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'll try to go check it out. So, while we're talking about the Celtics, you know, we talked about the old Celtics, the championship in two thousand eight. What is it about the team now? Who do you like that's on the Celtics that you know makes you turn on games?
1: They have a bunch of young talent and drama, and good coach, and I feel like they can win the East this year.
0: I really haven't heard many rumblings about them, maybe possibly taking the East, but if you look at their roster, Jason Tatum, crazy good. Jalen Brown has stepped his game up. He was good two years ago. Last year, he had a... I mean, he kind of struggled a little bit. This year, he's a monster. I feel like Kyrie kind of messed things up. I would totally agree with that. No offense to Kyrie Irving. Great player when he wants to be great, but he doesn't always want to be great. seems like he's always hurt, and not only did he mess up, what they had with Cleveland and then with Boston, but he's also messing up my fantasy basketball team
1: Kyrie's like, I feel like he's like an all-world talent, but he's like ego and personality and all that It like brings a team down
0: Yeah, unfortunately there's, it seems like every generation of players there's a couple of guys like that And you wish they weren't yeah. because you see the talent that they have, but they just bring a team down Hopefully you do not do that with the Bruins, Paul Yeah yeah, hopefully. <laughs> no, I've talked to uh, Brian Hanson. I've, you know, talked to other people around St. Bede. And nothing but good words about you and your gameplay and how you are with your teammates. So congrats to you. And hopefully the season continues to be awesome. Thank you. We discussed that your fandom lies with Boston. Is your favorite player of all time a Boston Celtic? <sighs> favorite? I
1: thought about it. Probably. Probably because.
0: Wow, even though, so you're 15 years old, Jordan has not been in the league since you've been alive. You'd still go with Jordan?
1: Yeah, it's just like, it's
0: Jordan. Just to let you know, I love your answer. (laughs) I was just just making sure, because you're 15 years old. He hasn't been in the league for about 20, almost 20 years. He had one season with the Wizards in the very early, early 2000s. It might have been 2000, 2001. So he has not been playing for at least 18, 19 seasons in the NBA. You know, hear somebody 15 years old still say, "Hey, Michael Jordan's the greatest." That's awesome.
1: Yeah, he's just like he's just like an icon.
0: How many pairs of Jordans do you own? Uh,
1: about 15, 20. Wow, 15, 20. I just 20 got three? the new. I just got the new version that came out. Yeah, they're pretty nice. That's
0: awesome. 15 to 20 pairs of Jays. Like you said, he's an icon. He's a goat. He's never going away. <laughs> never. Yeah, I feel like his and Jordan Brand, will keep him relevant for the as as we're life. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. So if Jordan is your top player of all time, so if you had to pick a starting five lineup, he would obviously be in it. Yeah. Let's do a draft. We're going to go head-to-head. Any player in the history of NBA that we want to pick. So I'll let you pick first because you're younger and you're my guest. (laughs) So being fair to the guest, I'll let you take Jordan. Does that work? Yeah. All right. So then now it's my pick. You have Jordan. I really wasn't expecting this, and so I, because <laughs> I usually would. Jordan's my pick. That's that's the got to pick. Just because of the conversation we've already had and the conversation that goes everywhere. I have to go Lebron. I'm gonna go Lebron. I right, go Kobe. Ooh, that's a good one right there. I'm gonna go Magic Johnson. I go Will. I'll go Shaq. I go Curry. Oh, that was gonna be mine. I'll go Tim Duncan. I go Curry. Kareem Abul, Jabbar? Yeah. That's a a good one. That's a really good one. Oh, wow. Uh, I need a guard. So I got Magic, I got Shaq, Tim Duncan, and LeBron. I need a two-guard. I am going to go... Man, there's so many names popping through my head right now. Oh, okay. I have to. I have to. Also one of my favorite players. I'm going to go Allen Iverson. Yeah, that's a good one. I was thinking Clyde Drexler, I was thinking Scottie Pippen, I was thinking Tracy McGrady. I have to go Allen Iverson. Yeah,
1: Allen Iverson, you just look at it, you know, you know, like watch
0: him. Definitely. So let's recap your team. Who did you pick again?
1: Kobe, Jordan, Bird, Kareem, and, um, Blake.
0: I actually feel like those are pretty even teams. We got Shaq, you know, like- and Tim Duncan... Against Kareem and Will in the Paint, that would be epic.
1: Yeah.
0: It'd be the epic showdown. And that's that's a generation gap deal that we were talking about. Shaq and Duncan in yeah. the same era. Will and Kareem not in the same era, but back to back, you know, studs for LA.
1: How would you like compare like Kareem and um, Will versus like Shaq and Tim Duncan?
0: Oh uh, <laughs> that's a good question.
1: Maybe you should Correct. maybe Correct. you
0: should have my job. You're asking some pretty good questions <laughs> For like, for like ranking all time. So those four, how would you rank those four? Yeah. Well I'm gonna go Kareem one. I might put Will
1: above. We, we haven't seen real play against like that much competition, really.
0: True. He was the most athletic player on the floor every time he stepped on the floor in his day. There wasn't the size and girth and skill that there is now with every single person that is on an NBA floor. Yeah,
1: I feel like Kareem's a
0: good pick because they have that title of the MVPs and, and you get it worse, like, better competition, too. Yeah, I go Kareem, pretty much what you said, and he had the finesse game, the sky hook. He had the footwork down low. Chamberlain, Will, was just straight athleticism. He's dunking the ball down your throat. He's using his size advantage, where Kareem, you could be... You know, wider than him, stronger than him, bigger than him. He's still gonna find a way to score. I agree. But we do agree that Will and Cream are the top two. Yeah. So now we have to decide who we go between Shaq and
1: Duncan. I feel like I'll take Shack because, like, you know, like for like a, a five-year stretch, you know, like a month down the most talented player ever.
0: I would agree with you. Completely agree with you. I love Tim Duncan. Don't get me wrong, Timmy D, great player. But Shaq, in his prime. I don't think anybody could stop him. I wish he could play against Will and Kareem in their prime to see who would win out. But Shaq, in those five, six years that you're talking about, was the most dominant player, I think, to ever step on the floor. Yeah,
1: I feel like that 3P that he had with Kobe makes you you feel like how long it could have went because they kind of broke that up. I feel like they could have won like
0: six or seven. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. But the way that Shaq did play during that run kind of lessens my, I guess, admiration, we'll say admiration, for Kobe Bryant. Don't get me wrong, love Kobe Bryant, think he's a great player. But he won three of those rings with arguably a top ten player of all time who was the better player on the court at that time than Kobe Bryant. I might put Jack and because of that. Yeah, and Kobe had to take 35 shots to, you know, hopefully make half of them. Where... Yeah. <laughs> Shaq's field goal percentage I don't, I don't have the numbers in front of me but Shaq's field goal percentage much higher than Kobe Bryant's and again just a physical force that nobody can match I like exactly Shaq unstoppable what I like about this conversation is that you're 15 years old and didn't just say you know, Stephen Curry, LeBron James Anthony Davis, all great players but to me besides LeBron I don't think they're in that echelon yet, and maybe never will be. And you just went, I mean, you said will, and you said Larry Bird. And so I appreciate that you've either done your research or, you know, paid attention to the sport in a, in a whole instead of just the time that you're living in. Yeah, you gotta do your research and respect to, if you're like a fan of the game, of basketball. So you call yourself a fan, not just a player. It's, you know, basketball is life kind of deal? But just not making your all-time team? Not, not,
1: not yet.
0: I feel. I, I say the same thing. Kawhi is, he's a. He's great. I love Kawhi. But I'd say currently, I'd, I'd have to go with Kawhi as the best player in the league. You would say Kawhi over Giannis?
1: Yeah.
0: I think I'm going to differ with you here. I would say Giannis. <laughs> I
1: feel like last year in the playoffs, Kawhi kind of gave to Giannis when they play each other head-to-head. That's why i take Kawhi over Giannis currently, but, I mean, Giannis, Giannis this year, he's been like a monster, so. He is a triple-dub
0: machine. But I do agree with you, Kawhi did have a better postseason last year. Kawhi was, I mean, lights out. He got a team, an NBA ring that nobody felt would get an NBA ring, although the Golden State Warriors were banged up pretty injured, but yeah, they got the job done.
1: Nobody really talks about, like, the Warriors getting injured, but... I mean, Chandler Durant, Clay Thompson—they're—they're they're most hurt, so that was a big
0: factor. That was a huge factor. It, some people do talk about it, like, "Hey, if they weren't banged up, you know, I bet you the Warriors win another one." But I mean, it's the name of the game—you play the team that is put in front of you. But the Warriors had been on so many long postseason runs. I mean, they were bound to to break up eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah, and kind of like, for every every dynasty, there's like a falling apart. So, like, Jordan and the Bulls, they didn't want to bring back, like, Joe Jackson, so Jordan Jordan came to the
0: left. Yeah, one of the saddest days of my life, Paul. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will let you enjoy the rest of your Sunday, your weekend. I wish you the best of luck going on forward through the season. Hopefully I get a chance to go catch a Bruins game. Thank you for being on the show, Paul. Yeah, thanks, sir.
1: Thanks for talking.
0: Anytime we can talk NBA all-time teams stuff like that anytime you want to
1: Okay okay that's that's cool